Hey, AfterBuzzers, welcome to the season finale of Trust, Consequences. Tonight, we're going to be discussing how Paul is getting married, how Primo is even more ruthless than we had anticipated, and how Getty has the Midas touch. Plus, we have a very special segment where we go over Getty Museum facts. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now. Let the buzz begin. This is time to say goodbye. One of my favorite songs from Andrea Bocelli, Sarah Brightman. It's the best song in any mafia movie. Plus, it is time to say goodbye, sadly. But uh, we are wrapping up the season finale of Trust. We have so much to talk about. And finally, all of the loose ends are coming together. How did you guys feel about the end? What are your, what are your I, thoughts? I don't know. Introduce yourself. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's Juliette. Uh, I have to say it's been a pleasure to be here. And this is our finale. I'm very excited to discuss tonight's episode. And hey, everybody. It's Money Gloveless. And I am excited to discuss the episode. And I'm, <laughs> your host, finale. I'm your host, Mina. And I'm also excited to discuss the episode. I have a lot of conflicting thoughts, but overall, I'm so satisfied with how the entire series played out. It's one of my favorite series that I've seen. Um, (laughs) It was just, it was a good end. It was very conclusive. The only thing is that I wish they had more of the dynamic between Paul and Gail, because this whole, like, series has been about his kidnapping, so I feel like we got just a sliver of Paul, which was very unexpected. What do you guys think about that? Um, I think I would have liked to see more of Paul and Senior together, mm-hmm. both Gettys reunited. I wasn't surprised at the fact that they didn't, you know, jump in each other's arms and that first scene with him refusing to hop on the phone. But yet I thought that they'd be kind of an, it would all come together at the end. And it just, there had a lot of questions that remained unanswered. So mm-hmm. that's a little frustrating sometimes when it comes, especially when it comes to a finale. Yeah. Definitely. With this finale, I felt like there was, to me, there was really not much conclusion. It was kind of all over the place. Yeah, well, you know, Monique, this isn't the effing movies. According I know. to Chase, that's what he says. He's like, this isn't the movies. He's basically insinuating, don't expect this happy ending where everything is tied well, up. Well, I was never expecting a happy ending, not from a kidnap. It's not like yeah, we're yeah. going to just, whoosh, back to <laughs> yeah, life, you fun, know? It's not a Disney movie. It, yeah, this is not a Disney movie, but it was, it was kind, to me, it was kind of all over the place. Like, I still had questions, and... Honestly, I just felt like instead they they spent a lot still on Italy and Primo and all of them instead of just really focusing on what happened with the Getty family. What were some of the questions that you had? Um Okay, so one of the questions I had was even though the dad didn't show up to the wedding, like d- did they ever have a conversation? Did they ever like really talk about it? Right. Um, um what happened after his rehab stint? Like was he able to pull himself together to say, listen, this is what I did for you? Or even just to have a conversation, did Gail break up with Jeffries? Mm-hmm. Are they done? Like, is that what she meant by, you know, she was sorry that she wasn't there for him? Like, is she truly done with him? And then um, just kind of more of, I have so many questions, just more of maybe like Getty Sr. and his take on more like I I don't know I just felt like that was such a confusing like thing like I, I don't know 
Yeah, and usually, you know, in movies like that, they usually will fast forward a few years down the line where you kind of see where they are now. Well, not now, but maybe in the late later. 80s or something yeah. or in the 90s, whatever. They never had that. And also, I was surprised to see that in the credits, they didn't have any pictures of the actual family themselves because usually they do that at the end of any show movie that's based on mm-hmm. a true story they have that so i was very surprised that i they was didn't have that but remember that's what's strange also is that they did that last episode yeah at the end of last episode they they showed real pictures of gail and her son and it was just again it's a season finale so it's not really i, I, I know this isn't the fn <laughs> movies right i know that like, as it's been told to us but i still need a bow and there's yeah. no bow. Nothing. Everything was just kind yeah. of like. Yeah. Since this is a series, it does need a. It, it, she's right. It needs a bow. Like it didn't have a bow. It felt like it was trying to have a bow, but it got untied, and the right. kid got into the Christmas present. Like yeah. it just felt so all over the place. Like honestly, after the kidnapping, truly, do I really care about Primo and them anymore? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. So to include so much of them. Mm-hmm. was just unnecessary to me and I, I, I honestly agree with you Mina the fact that I feel like they should have had more of what happened what were the conversations after that and then maybe a forward like a a, a fast forward into mm-hmm. the next maybe five to ten years right yeah. how were their relationships then and uh, what happened yeah I agree I think I we did see a wedding but I want to see a marriage between the two we mm-hmm. see a kid I want to see what's the evolution with that and mm-hmm. all, all of that was kind of missing and also my other frustration is you ha- I I feel like it's trying to be everything and yet it becomes nothing when it comes mm-hmm. to this show mm-hmm. it's, do, you, do you feel like there's just too many characters to go over and too many themes yes too many themes too many characters and honestly mm-hmm. too many genres it's like you, it needs to pick what it is because it's trying to be too much mm-hmm. too grandiose mm-hmm. which yes it's which is kind of funny because we are dealing with a grandiose family that is the Gettys yet if you try to be everything you become kind of nothing this sounds like the exact criticism they had of the Getty Villa mm-hmm. well originally called the Getty Museum so it's so funny that you say it's too grandiose it's too over the top and that's how it loses itself by kind of becoming too much too Mm -hmm. extravagant um in a weird way like i agree with everything you two are saying but i still feel satisfied just because of the way the cinematography was and how it ended with like the midas touch and like there were so many elements of this episode that were so beautiful but introducing primo again and doing that whole thing made it feel like it was the penultimate episode not that it was the final final episode so i feel like there needs to be like one more Mm -hmm. just to like fully kind of wrap it up or even a behind the scenes or like deleted scenes anything like that where we can just get a little bit more of a glimpse without having to do necessarily the research into the real life scenario because i kind of want to see this portrayal more than just researching what actually happened versus how it was portrayed right i agree but it's funny because i think the last episode was stronger and that last episode it was played a finale as you know as an audience that kind of Mm -hmm. answered the questions we needed it had that vote and then this one was like okay we're giving you a little bit more which i was very happy about Mm -hmm. but then again you're giving me more questions than are left remain unanswered that's so true Um, right and then when i thought about that yeah and then going back to the genre one thing i didn't like is breaking the fourth wall with flesh I feel like, yes, that brings a lot 
that brings us more information and there's some funny moments there and it serves a purpose yet I and we have seen it throughout the season but I want to see it either in each episode I I just didn't under I felt like the show was looking for its special touch it was looking for its 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 it was trying to be stylish yes but then it doesn't make any sense that can't yeah, be your it missed the mark it, it missed, definitely thank missed, you this last I felt like the episode before this was tight it was really tight it could have had the bow at the end that was my and favorite episode by yeah the way. yeah definitely I think that was all of our favorite episodes yeah um but this episode it, it just was I don't know it was like it was just like throwing paint on a wall and it was just an unfinished art piece I disagree about the the part about Chase breaking the fourth wall because that was one of my favorite things ever it's true however Juliet like what you say about how they should have done it every episode or it should have been consistent and it kind of came out of nowhere I feel like it it came at a time where Chase really did need to explain what was going on, and they kind of needed a narrator to talk about each of these characters. Hundred percent, you couldn't. They I literally have, wrote that in my notes. Hundred percent. Yeah. It's it seemed weak because voiceover and breaking the fourth wall, whatever technique you use as a, with a narrator, mm-hmm. can be so great if it's done intelligently versus being done like, oh, okay, we're running out of time, and now we need to answer all our questions. <laughs> yeah. Like we don't have enough time in, in the actual episode, and then we have all these holes in the script, and that was his purpose. so it just it's a shame because you could have played with that so much more and it could have been so much better is all I'm saying is there a specific character you wish had more screen time like just one character that you're like why didn't this character get enough screen time this episode this episode oh that's a good question I don't know if there's one character but I think it's you were mentioning this too is uh, characters together, so the both Gettys together, maybe the the father together. We, I the whole scene that you know, um, Getty overdoses and then becomes paralyzed in his wheelchair. Cinematographically, the way that they visually told that story was beautiful, and they mm-hmm. they backed out, and you had him in the back, and uh, um, they played with the coloring and the lighting. It was beautiful, but yet. In terms of narration and storytelling, I want I want to have some more discussions that are not being done. Like, how is he adapting to life? His wife and them divorced saying it's his child. Like, there's so many things that you could yeah. have done with that that's missing. There's a lot. Right. Yeah. But there is going to be season two, not of the same exact show, but, I mean, Monique was telling this mm-hmm. to us a couple of episodes back. There's supposed to be more gay Right, series. but with, yeah. Every, yeah. with every single character and actor that's signed on for this show? <laughs> I probably... I'm not sure. I don't know. They didn't explain all of that. It just went into the article um, mm-hmm. about how there's supposed to be more series of the Getty. And maybe that is the issue because same with the movie. It's just that people are th- – this is a story that I feel like a lot of people want to tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's different ways to tell it, yet we're missing it, you know? I must say I love this way more than the movie. Oh, really? And I really like the movie. I thought the show did a phenomenal job. And I didn't think you could get better casting than how it was cast in the movie. But everyone, like, I, there's no criticism of any of the actors on this show that I have. Hilary Swank, phenomenal job as Gail. Brendan Fraser, who would have thought George of the Jungle could, like, do this amazing Fletcher Chase character? He was so perfect for that role. I can't even envision anyone else in that role. And Donald Sutherland as Getty Sr. Like, all of these characters did 
such a crazy convincing job like even primo when i see him it's like his acting is so bone chilling yeah like, the everything acting about him like it's the this is like the, great. so well cast like mm-hmm. this is why i love the show the acting really brings it to the forefront and makes it phenomenal but not even just the acting alone the cinematography is beautiful the music is beautiful like there's there are some things of course that i have criticisms of like exactly what you guys are saying how they could have done a little bit more here and a little bit there but it's such a hard type of genre to do Mm -hmm. when you're retelling a story where you don't have all the facts to begin with so you're kind of taking creative license in some aspects of the kidnapping of the story Um, for sure you're you're taking creative uh all these decisions but it's true that it's like you I could I wanted less of Primo and Primo is a great actor and that was a great story but it's it's either you, you can't just be now the story about the under the mafia in the underworld world in Italy right yeah. you just we you you're that or you're not that it's right. just is who are we following here and right. I think it, the um telling the story that 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 they invest into that harbor and we're smuggling drugs yeah I mean that is so they, they, when it comes to drama and like irony or whatever you want to call it that's so magical yet I don't need 15 minutes of the show dedicated to him walking around convincing people to join this business it's like just right. get to the point the, I show, definitely, the yeah. show didn't get to the point quick enough in a lot a lot of ways it, yeah. yeah and I totally agree with that as far as casting and cinematography it was really good mm-hmm. but and even the writing was good because you know a great actor can have bad writing and it just looked terrible mm-hmm. but it was it was i feel like throughout the series it was very much all over the place like she said like there was too much focus on primo and them if this was supposed to be about the kidnapping and the getty family we should have gotten more of them and less of the primo situation and all of his family like you had i feel like they really needed to choose who they wanted to go in depth with their lives with since they only mm-hmm. had 10 episodes right and that's what's really important is finding who you want to go in in depth with like who right. do you want to take your audience on a road with mm-hmm. and i felt like they couldn't do that because they were trying to tap so many avenues of everything right you know well, there's always room for improvement not just for these characters not just for this story but for ourselves who doesn't want to improve in all aspects of life, right? Yes. And for those who do, we have a podcast for you. Our AfterBuzz TV founder, Maria Menounos, has a podcast that you can find on iTunes for free that drops every Friday that deals with uh, health and uh, finances, career, and so much more. Please go and subscribe. And when you do, leave a comment in the comment section and make sure to say that we, the trust panel, brought you there and told you about this amazing podcast. Not only will it benefit you because this will better your life it also will benefit us because we love it when our boss is proud of us so thank you guys <laughs> and it's super beneficial mm-hmm. it's seriously i say this every time but like i always listen to her podcast there's so many like great gems in there and i she talks to a lot of medical experts about things so that's my favorite part about her podcast um but you know who really needs mental health help primo because he <laughs> He is ruthless. He is cold, man. He is is cold. He is ruthless. I don't know how anyone can live their life doing the things Primo has done. So, you know, this episode shows a lot of him, but the highlights of what Primo has done in this episode in particular is he kills off two people. He he kills off his cousin, the one who reveals his name when they're trying to do the trade-off with Little Paul in last week's episode, Uh, and he kills him by pushing him off 
this giant which i'm sorry who at this table did not smell that like a mile away i thought it was gonna happen last episode honestly yeah yeah but like when you that was just kind of like when you see him next to primo also as his cousin why would you be up so high above and like how can you not think of that you're gonna fall off this it's not a cliff but this huge uh well i would assume he would just shoot me so, I mean, I'd always be in fear. Just don't get so close to the edge, no matter what. No matter if you're, you have fears of your cousin or not. Just don't get that close, is what, all I'm saying. What do you think was in the present he gave to that character's mom? Ooh, that's a good point. I honestly think it's money. Okay. I think it's money because mm-hmm. he didn't want to take half of his share, and which was surprising because he, th- even though he kills him, he, th- he throws the money there. Mm-hmm. Who's ever going to find it? I don't know. I think that was more of a power play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping, but I don't even know. Maybe Primo doesn't even have that much heart to give money to an old, to an old lady. I feel like it was a very offbeat sense of morality for him. Like, I'm going to do the right thing and not take what's mine, but I'm going to kill this guy because I don't want things coming back to me and I I need to look out for number one here. Right, but at the same time, he could be like, I'm about to take this. We don't really know the backstory of this poor old lady, but we know that she's not all there. She doesn't fully realize he's there. She's just watching TV. She seems kind of sedated in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. So maybe he is like, okay, I'm about to basically take away your lifeline. For all we know, he's the only one taking care of her. Mm-hmm. So maybe Primo has a heart. Maybe he doesn't. I guess we'll never know. Yeah, I mean, Primo totally has a heart. That's why he goes and kills Salvatore next. Um, <laughs> he does, does that in a very interesting way where he puts the pillow over his face. I thought he was going to suffocate him to death. But no, he's much more kind and loving than that. He decides to take out his gun, shoot him through the pillow. Right. You well, have we, the bird feathers coming out of there. We saw that happening. Like, uh, the the this wrap up about Primo, it was just kind of like all of those elements we already saw happening when he was in the car before. It was one episode before he was in the car and he was telling them that he wanted to get rid of Salvatore. Like, what was the point of having them when they can do it their way? Mm -hmm. So, and they were telling him, like, who do you think you are? Um, How come no one has killed Primo yet? Like, I still... Don't understand. Someone will one day. That's how it works, right? <laughs> it's like big fish eats the bigger fish, eats the bigger fish, eats the bigger fish. Like, so he killed Salvatore? No, Unless it's a respect thing. Like, you go around killing everybody and you don't, everybody respects you. Yeah, that's the thing is that you don't, no one's going to go around killing you if they're afraid of you. Hmm. So, and no one's going to go around killing you if they think that they have a doubt they're not going to be able to kill you. Mm-hmm. You only kill a king if you can assure that you're gonna, the king's going to be dead once you're done with him. Right. Well, you know, God always builds kings and then removes them. Another another chase line. Um, but, uh, yeah, let, let's stop focusing on Primo, even though that was such a huge part of the episode. Uh, <laughs> let's focus a little bit more on Paul, since he did get such little, little screen time. But um, in the very beginning of the episode, he does get married to Martine because she's pregnant. She's very pregnant. I didn't realize how pregnant she was. Yeah. And... I mean, he he wants to be a father. He doesn't want to be the type of father he had or the type of father his father had. He Mm -hmm. wants to actually be there for his kid, and he feels like this is the right thing to do. What do you think about Paul getting married and thereby forfeiting all finances related to the Getty Trust? Like, what do you think about that? I thought it was very interesting, but I also thought it wasn't really all that thought out because Mm -hmm. and even his uh, family member tells him he goes just don't i forget the imagery he used but it was very great he was the the sentiment was along the lines don't 
cut your legs off before you're, you're sure you can walk or like basically don't don't take the training wheels off before you're sure that you can you can actually drive that bike of yours right. because he's grown up with so much wealth and he's grown up in in a lot of ways where he can get he just it's a different lifestyle he's grown up as the one percent mm-hmm. so it's a nice sentiment to think oh and have a happy nice uh, wholesome family now away from money and away from all of that you still need that to sustain yourself in a certain way so it just doesn't seem all that thought out to me yeah i think um what i'm kind of feeling is that he did it because he wanted to really get away from that so he didn't care and at, at you know at this point he's young so he doesn't understand the meaning of taking care of he's 17 yeah. 16 17 so Just at this 17. point he doesn't have an, an a thought of adulthood and how it is to have to take care of a child and a a wife and do all of these things but I, he's still naive in the way that he's trying to step outside he's trying to have that rebellion against his family and the the getty name and as you're young, I feel like that happens. But, you know, if we would have had a fast forward, maybe we would have seen something different. But Exactly. Yeah. We definitely would have been able to discover a little bit more of what was going on. Right. There. Um, so, yeah, maybe maybe it's not so well thought out. But someone who does think every single thing through is Getty Sr. So it's interesting that his progeny haven't taken after him whatsoever. But Getty is almost like a master chess player in a sense. He knows Mm -hmm. if he does X, then Y, Z, A, B, C, D are going to happen. Consequences. It all comes together. It all comes full circle. So he knows the consequences of every single one of his actions and lack thereof. And he knows that he wants to build an even greater legacy for himself. So he decides to put together the Getty Museum. There's so much going on with that whole business. And we finally get the reviews back of the Getty Museum and find out that people are not too fond of it. And with that being said, I mean, we heard some scathing reviews about the Getty Museum. But with that being said, I want to go into our special news segment right now where we talk about facts about the Getty Museum and what really went on during this time period. Let's do it. (laughs) Our special segment. So... (laughs) There was a lot going on. Um, You know, one of the things that was happening was, um, like, after he gets the scathing reviews, Getty decides to take the model of the Getty Villa, Getty Museum, and smash it. He just takes it, throws it, and uh, definitely doesn't know how to express his anger. He kicks everyone out of his room. He's really having difficulty dealing with... um, with the feedback that he's getting about this museum. And, I mean, what what do you think about the way he handled things? Like, what does it show about his character? It's Getty. I mean, I don't feel like it was anything different. Um, I feel like it was just him. That's how he reacts to things. If everything isn't according to how he likes it, because once again, it's come back, it comes back to power. So if everything isn't how he likes it or wants it to be, like he wanted people to say, oh, this is this grand gesture and the things that he's doing are just out there. They're the next inventions. Like these are beautiful. These He felt that way, so he felt everyone should feel that way, too. And those are the type of people he has around him are yes people all day, every day. So when when people are giving their opinion and it's not the same as his, Mm -hmm. I feel like it is a, a normal 
Getty Senior reaction. But he keeps on going. He's like, read another one. Read another one. What, what do you think about the reactions of uh, not only his mistress, but Bullimore, a.k.a. Khan, and how they kind of, like, smirk, chuckle. Like, what? What was up well, with cause, that Because these comments, these negative uh, reviews were kind of clever in a lot of ways. So I think it was just, that was a very funny element to it. But mostly, the, as Monique was saying, is that he's a yes man. He's always used to being, people always winning. He always wins at any negotiation. He's always on top of the world. He's the richest man on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people say a lot of things behind his back and very few say them in front of his face. And so having to read these comments and him being shield, not having no shield from all this negativity is kind of funny to them mm-hmm. because he's not used to being in that position. Um, but with that being said, we just, I did some research and pulled up uh, the New York, if you Google on the New York Times, they um, talk about the original article. Since the article came out on January 17th, 1974, the this actual article was on page 41. Um, and our lovely engineer is showing us a picture. We have a scan of the... Um, of the actual article. So for us, for you iTunes listeners, we love you guys. Um, this imagery is just, there's pictures of this beautiful villa, black and white pictures, like again, 1974, mm-hmm. um, with these remarks. And they weren't, all these comments, I have to say, were not all bad. <laughs> some people really disliked it, but some people enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> so one of the quotes from the article says, it's perfectly uh, horrid. So that one, not so good. I can agree. That would upset Mr. Giddy. I understand. Another remark says, I think it's gorgeous. Just marvelous. See? So there you go. Someone on your team. Another one. The collection is mind-boggling. It, I'm impressed. See? Good. And this is the Disneyland one. It's an intellectual Disneyland. So that, you know what? Take as you may. Uh, our character, when his mistress was like, oh my god, I love Disneyland. I thought it was a great... And she was like, what? It's popular. It's true. Disneyland is popular. So <laughs> you could take it that way. But when you're an intellectual like Getty and have a lot of pride, it's true that you do not want to be compared to Disneyland <laughs> whatsoever. I actually would have never taken that even as a negative. Really? Like if I read it's an intellectual Disneyland, I'd be like, wow, it's a magical place filled with all this wonder right. and, true. and amusement. Um, right. There's a lot more when this, this article came from. It's a really good read, so I highly recommend it. Uh, please go check that out. Um, we'll have that in our description on our YouTube. And for our iTunes listener, I just want to give you another shout out because I really, we love you guys so much. We love all of the people who tune in. Uh, and if you're there, please make sure to leave us a comment. Tell us your thoughts on, on our panel. Tell us, you know, if you have questions or anything you would like to discuss. Even though this show's over, we still want to keep the discussion going. So, and also leave us five stars because four, three, all of those that don't work. Five is the only one that does work. And leave it. <laughs> and you know what? While you're at it, if you have time to spare, go to YouTube. Leave a comment there too because we're answering back and forth. There's different conversations in our. Um, iTunes thread than there is in our YouTube one and leave a thumbs up and yeah thank you (laughs) so you know with the negative comments we're finally starting to see the demise of a king King Getty (laughs) King Getty senior um and we're not just seeing a a demise in like this career sense of of his success and what he's done but also in the relationship sector uh we saw that last episode when penelope left him but now we kind of see that he has nowhere to go he scouts out penelope and kind of sees everything i cannot that's happening believe there. he did that like 
this was wonderful. Like, everyone knows how I feel about the whole Penelope situation. I was rooting for that. And for him to be like, oh, give her a dollar, ha, ha, ha. She's no longer in the wheel. She's off having a great time with her life. She's living her best life now. And he goes and tries to chase her down. Mm-hmm. Like, that is not fair. Even with the the um, with Belinda, who ha- now has his child. Right. And, and lives in a went, dollhouse. <laughs> right. And lives in a dollhouse. Like, literally, she had to sign away all rights saying that this is not his son. And he's, like, trying to chase her down now. And it's mm-hmm. like, you can't come running back when you're lonely. I know. He wants it's his cake okay. and eat it, too. <laughs> well, always. I feel like this. You can have your cake and eat it, too, but you can't have two cakes. Oh, okay. He wa- you but can't he's have the richest cakes. man on the world. <laughs> it's just that analogy never makes sense to me because if I bake a cake, I want to eat it. So I can have my cake and eat it, too. I just can't have two cakes. Yeah. And he wants them. all he's of both. the cakes of the world. He, he doesn't really want all the cakes. He, he just wants, wants all He wants Penelope. He wants all the cakes. And then he wants cupcakes the surrounding the cake. He wants everything. He wants, he wants it all. Everything. I mean, even when it comes to his son, he finally wants to take ownership of of his newborn son, the really adorable baby that we see who is Belinda's son. And, you know, she kind of, like, comes at him like, you know, he's not a Getty, which seems to shockingly offend Getty Sr., who this was his idea all along. He didn't well, want this. Well, it, he's offended because he's basically say, saying to her, I need somebody to take over. And since he's a boy, like, he's mm-hmm. the next. Like, I can't depend on my grandson. I can't depend on my sons. I don't want any of them. And they don't want it. So he's the next in line. Right. And I need somebody to take over. Basically, he's in desperation. Exactly. It was... it. it it went full circle. The mm-hmm. first episode, he has a lot of anxiety in terms of finding an heir. And now he's realizing, like, oh, maybe there's actually hope after all. Here's my last my last golden child, please. But who knows? Golden right. child. No pun intended with that. But it seems that everything Getty touches does turn to gold. Mm-hmm. And that uh, we have this beautiful analogy of King Midas where... Brendan Fraser's character, Fletcher Chase, is talking about King Midas and how in mythology, King Midas would touch everything and it would turn to gold. And you might think like, wow, what an amazing talent. That's so beautiful. Everything you touch turns to gold. You can become like the richest man in the world. However, the fact that everything you touch turns to gold means that you will starve to death. So it was so interesting that they drew this parallel between Getty and King Midas and showed that... Everything Getty was touching was quite literally turning to gold and how that was the death of him. Mm-hmm. And they did it in this literal sense to portray something so deep and meaningful about how money is not everything. And this is something that we've discussed from the very first episode until now and how Getty just doesn't seem to get it. He doesn't seem to get that money isn't everything and he doesn't seem to get that his obsession with turning everything into a profit is quite literally the death of him it really is it really is and it was just i love that scene i think that was my favorite scene of the whole uh show Mm -hmm. it was beautiful just so visually speaking beautiful and even the storytelling you're saying it just it's saying so much uh with so many different layers and i just love how they're just he ultimately real getty has a heart attack and that is the death of him Mm -hmm. and so paralleling that scene with like reality versus what's actually going on and this issue with money and this this obsession that's killing him i thought was just such a beautiful homage to everything yeah it was i did like the parallel of the two um and how 
that scene was shot and everything about it, it was really good. I mean, I feel like his story kind of came in full circle, but I didn't feel like everybody else's story came full circle, so... I mean, his story, in in a lot of ways, with Getty Sr., there was so much irony in the things that he did and how he would do one thing but get something back that wasn't necessarily fruitful at the end. And one of my favorite scenes ever, one of my favorite scenes ever, was when Fletcher Chase goes into this whole discussion about how Getty paid for a port that now provides 80% of Europe's cocaine, Mm -hmm. even though Getty Sr. himself hated drugs Mm -hmm. and after that entire scene it cuts to president reagan talking about the war on drugs which was you know you really need to watch this show called 13th on netflix because Mm -hmm. it shows how the war on drugs was the worst thing for people of color yeah It, it it really was a horrible thing that happened in the 80s and i just love that they tied in history again to this whole trust series well because i think it also hammers home the fact that Getty and this whole, you know, scandal and that was happening, and even the ghetto Getty family as a whole is part of history. The Getty name is so important in so many ways, and mm-hmm. it's attached to so many different things, and it is part of American history and about world history in a way too. Yeah, because what he did affected everywhere. It affected <laughs> Europe, that? affected yeah. the Middle East with his negotiations with so many Arab lives. oil. So many lives, so many people. And remember in the first episode when he's uh, talking to his grandson, mm-hmm. he goes, you own oil, it's everything. The plastic, the the boats that get the shipment, the this, the that, like everything that has his name attached to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Has a little piece of him. Exactly. And everything. A little piece of the Getty name and everything. Uh, and that just goes back to the power that he, you know, was really wanting. Monique, you were saying earlier that not everything came cir- full circle for all of the characters. Which character do you feel like didn't have that full circle ending? Definitely Gail. Okay. Um, I mean, she had the happy ending of having her son, but what happened after that for her? Mm-hmm. What about uh, what about Brendan Fraser's character where he finally reunites with, with Alex his son, at yeah. the very end? Definitely. That's what I was going to say about that too. Him... Um, and I also feel like the, the dad, like, yeah, we saw him go to rehab, but did he ever re like lapse again? Mm-hmm. Um, did Victoria really stay with him? Um, Khan you know, had his happy did, ending. That was beautiful. Bolomar. Bolomar. Bolomar had his We happy don't ending. really know. Well, we do. We know that he like exited. He finally exited that world. But did he really? Or yeah. did he just go on a field trip? Yeah. You know, I feel like it was left open to interpretation. And that's one thing about that scene that I really loved is that we don't necessarily have the answer. But the way I interpreted it was he's done with this life. He's never going back. I don't like interpretations. I like to know the answer. <laughs> you want, you I'm want a the facts bl- person. You want the black and, and white. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I fully, I, it wasn't really explained to me enough what what he was looking at, what what pleasure is that the pleasure he's looking for? Just looking at art, mm-hmm. and is that man uh, at that uh, that he's seeing? Or do they have a relationship? Is he ever going to go back to his first love that we saw in the earlier in the show? It was just it was too many unanswered questions, right? And even with Martina, the wife, like. Her sister was telling her not to marry, mm-hmm. you know, Paul Getty Jr., uh, the third. So, it, was she involved still mm-hmm. in some way in their lives? Did she come back and get involved in some way? Some, you know, so yeah. I don't know. There was a lot of questions still to be answered, a lot of unanswered. 
things that were going on. It's true. There were a lot of unanswered questions, but I like how Fletcher not only opened up the episode, but it closed with him. And it didn't close with him as the narrator. Mm -hmm. It closed with him being observed. You know what I mean? Like, this whole episode, he's been the narrator, and we finally see him once where he doesn't have that responsibility of telling us what has happened. And telling the Getty story. He doesn't have the responsibility of telling us about this whole Getty world. We get to observe his world. And I thought it was so interesting that they ended it that way. A show about the entire Getty family and the Getty kidnapping would end on a note of someone completely different that's not even that doesn't even have the getty name right your regular old you know like an all-american family with the lawn and the little bike and the little kid and i think that was that's the message that's what he was saying it's Mm -hmm. all about family it's all about love that's Mm -hmm. the most that's the that's the you're the richest man on earth Mm -hmm. when you have that right nothing compares there's no value to that that's so beautiful i love that message i love that after this entire (laughs) series of just having like money after money after money and everything being done in the name of money instead of in good health we finally have an ending that is a father-son reunion and the kid looks like he's like 12 i'm just like oh my gosh like come on go tend to your son so it's nice that they had that that dynamic where we can at least see one healthy father-son relationship and you're right he was young so there's still hope of him like accepting him back into the family and he's not just grown and time is not lost so right and not being a father like getty (laughs) any parting thoughts before we say goodbye because it will be time to say goodbye very soon it is uh well no i just want to thank our fans again like everyone uh watching and leaving a comment uh we really really appreciate it we I was so happy to be on this journey with you guys, on this journey with FX, uh, with our Outer Bus family. So I just want to say thank you and and keep talking to us. Uh, even though this show's over, we again, we really want to keep the conversation going. So make sure to leave a comment and on iTunes and uh, YouTube for us. Right. And also make sure that you actually visit the Getty. There's the Getty Museum. Right. Which if, is, you're in L- if you're in the LA area. Yeah, if you're in the LA area or you're visitting LA, you can have the opportunity to, to visit Get- the Getty Villa in Malibu or the Getty Museum mm-hmm. at, um, what is it, like right. Bel Air area? It's near Westwood. Yeah. Well, it, it's up on the hill, yeah. so I think yeah. that's like yeah. Bel Air area. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I feel like and that's if, a very Getty thing to have to get up to it through this very specific like, train. <laughs> yeah. That little train. train that gets you up there. Mm-hmm. So exclusive. Very true. But, and and also, it is free, by the way. Yeah. Yes. All you pay for is parking. That's so. it. Yeah. yeah. So if you are in the LA area, please do that. If you're not and don't have any plans to be anytime soon, just go to the library. There's so many books out there. We discuss so much art in this show. And if you are an art lover, or if you this show made you want to be more interested and become a connoisseur in certain ways, uh, we really urge you to do that because it's really, really neat. And even if you're not an art person, I'm telling you, if you go to the Getty Museum, not necessarily the villa, but the Getty Museum, the architecture is phenomenal. It's so beautiful. Plus, they have an outside portion where they have beautiful gardens as well. That's I, the villa. It's Oh, no, no. That's that's the Getty Museum itself where they have the little garden. But the villa uh, also has... It's right by the beach. Yeah, so the villa the is like also beautiful. super beautiful. They did renovations on it, actually. Um, so it's, it's gorgeous. It's it's like open and everything but that's if you like sculptures so if you like sculptures go to the getty villa if you like paintings go to the getty museum 
Um, they're both beautiful, but I, I have my preferences. Um, but with that being said, you guys, I just want to also say uh, I have loved being on this panel. I love that I we always get a variety of opinions on here and how Monique just gets right to the point here <laughs> and how you always have something interesting to add and elaborate upon. It's just been such a blast, and this has been literally one of my favorite shows I've ever done at AfterBuzz. I love it so much, um, and I've learned so much both historically and uh, about the show, and I'm just constantly fascinated by this Getty saga. So thank you so much, guys. Mm-hmm. And where can everybody find you? Uh, well, in, you can find me on Instagram at Bonjour Juliet, which is hello in French and Juliet my name. Just put them together, look me up, and follow me. <laughs> and you can find me everywhere on all social media platforms at Miss Mo Loveless. That's M S M O L O V E L E S S. Also, make sure you check out my website, MoniqueLoveless.com. You can find all your style, fashion tips, and tricks there. And every Wednesday, I'm on Total Bella, so make sure you check us out at 7 p.m. And every Thursday at 7 p.m. for Life Sentence. They're both great shows. So make sure you guys tune in for those. Oh, very good. I forgot. I am on the Bosch After Show on AfterBest TV. Please go make sure to check that out as well. Uh, if you like reality TV, or just please go see it. It's lots, lots of fun. We have a lot of fun every week. And uh, yeah, check it out. Thanks so much for following, guys. It's been a blast. Uh, you can keep up with me on social media on Instagram at Mina Makes Magic, and you can also keep up with me on the Genius After Show every Tuesday at 7 p.m., where we follow the life of Picasso. It's uh, not an FX show, but it's a National Geographic show, and it's also really cool. So, yeah, tune into that, and make sure to leave your comments about what you thought of this entire series in the comment section below. Uh, Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 